Hello, and welcome to the One Trust Talks Tech Podcast. This is episode number 31, recorded on February 12th, 2024. My name is Roger Dean, and I work on the product team here at One Trust, and I'm the host of this podcast. Today's episode, we'll cover the new features in the 2024 winter release or the 2024 02.1.0 release, which started rolling out to environments today, February 12th, 2024. As always, just a quick reminder that this podcast reflects OneTrust's current expectations for product capabilities. Be advised that dates and features may be subject to change and should not be relied upon when making purchasing decisions. Okay, let's get into the new features in the 2024 02.1.0 release. For this podcast, I am only going to cover the features that have been released as general availability. I'll try and do another podcast this week covering all the features that have been released as public preview, but there are a bunch. Uh, so it may end up being next week's podcast. If you aren't familiar with these terms like public preview and general availability, there's a previous podcast where I review the release process. And we just posted a video on my OneTrust today that walks through the process as well. If you click on product updates at the top menu and then select OneTrust seasonal releases, you can find the new feature release process video there. All right, starting with cookie consent, there's a new feature add or remove source URLs and auto-blocking. I think we talked about this before as a public preview. This will allow you to manually add or remove source URLs from your auto-block JavaScript when leveraging auto-blocking on a website. Using the new auto-block tab on the website detail screen, you can configure which source URLs are blocked for specific insight into and greater control over which tracking technologies are blocked. For data discovery, there's one new feature, describe pods. This enhancement allows worker node admins to review pods directly in the application, even if the on-premises agent is down. In incident management, there's one new feature, default PDF report. Uh, you can designate a PDF report as your organization's default report template for incidents in the reports module. This enhancement allows users to set a default PDF incident report that will be referenced when using the export button on the incident register screen. In mobile and CTV OTT consent, I'm going to go through by platform. So for the admin platform, there is enhanced support for right-to-left structure. This enhancement provides support for right-to-left languages to the vendor list, SDK details, and category details sections of the Preference Center. For Android, we have Google Consent Mode version 2. You can leverage the new public method, get OT Google Consent Mode data to collect consent status and pass consent to Google Ads. This feature reflects the requirements of Google's updated EU user consent policy. Sticking with Android, there is the enhanced support for right-to-left structure, similar to what we talked about in the admin. Uh, there's improved support for IAB TCF strings. This enhancement prevents IAB TCF values from displaying to vendors for which IAB TCF is not applicable. And finally, last one for Android is a public method to refresh preference center consent statuses. With this, you can leverage the new public method refresh UI to refresh the consent status on preference center categories after calling the uh, OT publisher headless SDK.update purpose consent method to determine the consent status. This enhancement enables you to dynamically update the preference center without requiring the user to refresh or relaunch their application. Moving on to iOS. The Google Consent Mode V2 is a new feature which you can leverage the new public method get OT Google Consent Mode data to collect consent status and pass consent to the Google Ads. To Google Ads, this feature reflects the requirements of the Google updated EU user consent policy. Also support for right to the left structure as we already talked about. For HTML5, there is one additional feature, um, add additional global privacy program, GPP frameworks. 
So you can now configure your SDKs to honor GPP when configuring geolocation rules. The following frameworks are now compatible with GPP. Virginia Consumer Data Protection Act, Colorado Privacy Act, Con Connecticut Data Privacy Act. For Xamarin, same thing there, only it also added the Utah Consumer Privacy Act as well. And for Roku, was the same as Xamarin, California Privacy Act, U.S. National, the Colorado Privacy Act, and Utah Privacy Act for Roku. For policy management, there are a couple new features. The user group stage approvers is a new feature. This will allow you, uh, you to assign user groups as stage approvers when configuring advanced workflows. This feature allows users to assign approvers as a user group instead of adding approvers individually. Also, new PDF section types. This enhancement allows users to add the following section types to capture relevant policy procedure and standard data. Related controls, related inventory, policy procedure, or standard metadata. Under privacy notice management, there is one new feature, new PDF section types, which is the same as we just talked about for the policy management. In privacy rights automation, uh, one new feature there as well, new results summary interface. The results summary screen has been redesigned with the following tabs dedicated for request fulfillment and file redaction management. Structured data, contains structured data points uploaded by a user or identified by target data discovery. Unstructured data contains unstructured data points uploaded by a user identified by targeted data discovery. And then attachments contains files needed for fulfillment with options for reporting to the privacy portal and managing your redaction preferences. In the QRA and vendor portal, one new feature there, question collaborators. This feature allows users to easily assign multiple question collaborators to help answer questions, upload attachments, and add comments. In third-party due diligence, there is one new feature, enhanced due diligence. With this feature, you can order enhanced due diligence reports from Dow Jones for your high-risk organizations and individuals. The Dow Jones report options provide in-depth research to help identify financial crime and reputational risk posed by third parties linked to your organization. This feature also allows you to communicate with Dow, a Dow Jones representative directly from the third-party due diligence module once the report has been ordered to help maintain a centralized repository of communication and captured and audit history. Just a special note on that, a contract with Dow Jones is required to create credentials to activate this integration and leverage the EDD functionality. This is um, outside of OneTrust, so you would need to create that contract with Dow Jones separately. In third-party risk management, there's one new feature called New Show, Hide, Skip Logic Operators. This enhancement allows users to select from the following list of operators when configuring show skip logic rules to display specific questions based on template responses. They are equal to, not equal to, does not contain, contains all, and contains any. And the last section in universal consent and preference management, there are a few new features, two new features to be exact. Enhanced builder for hosted and embedded web forms. With this, you can identify by icon and description the form fields that are used on the Builder tab of the OneTrust hosted web form and the OneTrust embedded web form collection points. Additionally, while editing data elements purpose preferences, you can click the link in the name field to navigate to the respective details screen. These enhancements represent an easier way to identify form field types and how they relate to each other, simplifying the user experience. The last feature for this and for this release is module workflow enhancements. There have been various enhancements that have been made across the universal consent and preference management module to improve the user experience when creating and editing collection points, preference centers, and purposes. 
and I covered this in a video that came out in public preview for the last release, the 202401.2 release. There is a video on the My OneTrust that covers this new feature. Basically, it makes it much easier to add purposes and data subject identifiers to collection points. You don't have to jump back and forth between screens. Really cool feature. So check out that video. That's it for this week. Again, there's a lot of public preview features that have been added in the winter release that I will go over later this week or in next week's podcast. If you have any feedback, questions, comments, please email me at podcast.onetrust.com. Love to hear from people and respond to them. Next week, we'll either be doing the public preview features in this release and or having a product manager or two on to discuss their roadmap features. Thanks again to everyone for listening, and we will talk to you next week.